State gets back in the win column and shooty hoops. The Olympic sports are doing fantastic as we head into uh, this kind of false spring era of the year in Ohio. Chris Holtman says he wants to be around for the long haul. And we'll talk about speeding up the game of football, all that. And, of course, your questions in this edition of the 11 Dubcast. I'm Andy Vance along with Johnny Ginner. Johnny, they they finally did it. The men got back in the win column, snapping a nine-game losing streak. They had lost something like 14 of the last 15 or 15 of the last 16. Uh, the last win for the Muckeye ben, Ben's basketball program was back in like January 2nd or something ridiculous like that. But Illinois was the tonic the team needed to get back on the right side of the ledger. And and I got it. You know, I think where I want to go with this discussion is after watching them do a really nice job pretty well all the way around against Illinois. And not that Illinois is, you know, going to win the NCAA tournament or anything, but but not a horrible team either. It just makes me scratch my head at some of the losses over the past two months that this team isn't as terrible as they've played, maybe. What did you take away from the win over Illinois? No, I think that's a good reaction. It's annoying because the team clearly is talented and they have – you know, by by all rights, I mean, if you look at all of these other teams that they've lost to, right, in the past month and, and how that's gone, these are mostly teams that talent-wise, Ohio State had a pretty clear advantage over. Um, and, and the fact that they weren't able to utilize that advantage and win more basketball games probably speaks a lot more to coaching than anything else. So... Yeah, it's it's you know, I'm happy that they got a win. That's great. I, I don't I don't want them to lose. I want them to win games. Losing is bad, winning is good. That's yeah. that's my general philosophy. I, I, I like that dichotomy. Yeah. That's right. That's that's my general philosophy when it comes to sports. But it just kind of serves to underline that, like, you know, eh, maybe they they could have done a little bit better in the previous 15 games. I don't know. That's just me. I kind of, you know, want Ohio State to to be more successful than they've been this season. So, you know, again, it's good. I'm I'm glad that they won, but uh, I don't know that it means that they're going to use this to leapfrog into winning the Big Ten tournament and thereby get a <laughs> get a berth to March Madness and then go on to. Yeah, you know, I get Ohio State's first Final Four in a decade. I don't see that any of that happening. Yeah, I mean, just, basically you know. everything that could possibly go right would have to go right for them to even uh, get in the tournament. Like you say, they'd have to win, win the uh, the conference crown to. That's you know, not happening. Things that I don't see happening. Uh, what was interesting in looking at, you know, and it's funny, it's a measure of how bad things have gone in calendar year 2023. That even going into the locker room up 41 to 29 over the Illini, I was sitting there and I, I think I actually turned to Sonny, <laughs> Mrs. Vance and said, well, let's see how we can figure out how to blow a massive lead this time. Yeah. <laughs> like you yeah. sort of expect, and I feel bad being a cynical bastard. Like, why that. would you feel bad? Why would you feel bad? Every single Ohio state fan watching that game, including myself, had the exact same everyone else <laughs> had that exact same thought. They're like, okay, well, that's interesting to see how many points they can, they can lose. And I mean, and not for nothing, Illinois tied them, you know, the second half yeah. score was 31 to 31, right? Like, okay. so Illinois played with them in the second half. Ohio State, you know, maintained that 12-point lead throughout yeah. the second half. So it wasn't like Illinois was really threatening per se, but, uh, you know, they certainly didn't outscore Illinois in the second half the way they did in the first. Now you could say Underwood, you know, maybe made some adjustments or whatever. He gives Illinois some credit. Uh, things that you loved, Bruce Thornton. Uh, you know, we've been talking about Bryce since ball left and right. He's been about the only good thing uh, that's happened in calendar 2023. But Bruce Thornton had a hell of a ball game mm-hmm. um, in, 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 in the uh, uh, game against Illinois. He, he really and he's had a couple good ones, but that was a really nice game from him, I thought, which is is nice when you've got a couple freshmen like that that can show out. Yeah, it is nice. And again, that's one of those things where I don't know. I mean, <sighs> Yes, I agree with you. Yes, that is nice. And you would hope that that would pretend well for the future, right? Like, that's that's great. And you're going to be happy about that. Um, it does strike me that Ohio State leans so hard on these guys, right? And not not their some of their veteran dudes, not their guys with more uh, experience who have been less consistent but these really, really young guys who have had really, you know, no clear leadership this season, they're the ones that have to be leaned on. And that's, you know what, a year ago, I was out here saying, 
Like if we're in this position, you know, a full year from now, then I don't see how things, you know, ultimately improve long-term. And like, part of that was because of something like this, where it's not, it's not something that looks like it's being built. It just looks like something there. It's like, okay, we've got talented dudes. Occasionally they will be able to be talented at the same time. And then you'll win games kind of by default, as opposed to a team being built around an idea or a concept, you know, a coherent roster, that kind of thing. So, you know, even the wins. And again, I don't, I don't mean to be too cynical and I am glad that these guys, I am glad that these guys got a win. One thing that you can say about Chris Holtman and this team in general is that they have not quit. They do not go out there and just like, you know, lackadaisical play lazy, don't care, you know, don't, don't have their hearts that they are playing hard. They really have been, but they also just have had no direction whatsoever. And even a win like this to me still kind of proves that point. The uh, thing, you know, Chris Holtman made a, made a similar point after the game. He said, uh, you know, the, the guys needed this. And, and I think it was, you know, the idea that the team was learning during that losing streak. And, and in fairness to these guys, you know, they have relied on a tremendous amount of freshman talent. And, you know, aside from, you know, when you're used to seeing a Duke or a Kentucky or a North Carolina field, a bunch of one and dones, mm-hmm. you don't necessarily expect four freshmen to lead you to the promised land. You know, you need right. some of that veteran leadership. And Justice Suing had a good game against Illinois, but he has definitely not been the guy that Ohio State needed him to be all season long. No. Uh, you know, Zed Key, veteran guy, but dealing with this, this what, you know, should have been a, an earlier season ending injury. Uh, so not able to get the best from him. The thing that, you know, that kind of goes back to the coaching thing. And and I guess, you know, maybe it's taken. I had some good conversations with listeners on Twitter, you know, who have been involved in coaching, not necessarily at the collegiate level, but talking about, you know, it's, it's a challenge to build teams in this kind of environment where you have NIL and the portal and, you know, some of the COVID things that they've dealt with over the past couple of years as a program and yada, 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 yada. Maybe there is a longer tail to some of that than what we have as fans given, given Chris Holman credit for. And maybe that's part of the reason, like, it's just been kind of comical to hear the number of people who have been coming out of the woodwork to sing Chris Holtman's praises among the coaching fraternity, you know, Tom Izzo, yeah. from Penn State, Shrewsbury, whatever his name is from Penn State, uh, you know, the national media guys like Holman is apparently the most beloved guy <laughs> among active coaches or something because everyone, every night they've lost, there's been somebody either from the coaching fraternity or the national media to come out and say, yeah, you know what? A lot of credit to Chris Holtman for holding this thing together because mm-hmm. dot, 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 dot. And as a fan, you're kind of like, yeah, yeah, whatever, wank, wank, wank. But maybe there's something to it because they've, you know, they've certainly looked better, uh, you know, this week than they had the last two months. Uh, maybe it takes that long for a group of freshmen to get it together. I, I don't know. It's it, it's interesting to see what kind of loss that they had. And, and maybe you tell me if I'm wrong about this, Johnny. I was thinking about this coming into the show. Is this season kind of reminiscent of nebraska football under scott frost you know the best worst <laughs> team in america yeah where it's like you're you know you're losing but it's it's a good loss and well you're looking at the number of losses they've had by a small margin right sure. you know they've had a number of those games that and i go back to that one point you know that one point loss to purdue like if had, had they won that game what would the momentum have looked like you know because then once you get into the hole and yeah. it's I've lost we've lost four or five we've lost five of six we've lost six of seven et cetera et cetera et cetera like that there's almost a self fulfilling prophecy there yeah and I do think momentum plays in a little bit and especially given how young a team is I, I yeah. think that that's not inconsequential um, I do think that you know the thing about Nebraska is they realize that this wasn't a bug it was a feature right yeah, like that right. was that was that's that was kind of part and parcel to the the scott frost experience and they were like huh you know it's not it's not an accident that this keeps happening it's it's just kind of who this dude is and you know i i i don't think i don't think that this is what ohio state basketball will look like under chris holtman every year going forward i, I think they'll be much better than this in general 
but I also think that we've also seen the max, right? We we've seen the 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 highest level that's going to be attained. So I don't know. I mean, you know, if you're Gene Holtman or Gene Holtman, goodness, if you're Gene <laughs> Smith, <laughs> it's been a long day. If you're Gene Smith and you've just given this guy, you know, tens of millions of dollars in extension, then maybe you think about that and you're like, all right, well, okay, then that's that's acceptable for the time being. Um, I know Doug Lamarie's had a, you know, a, an article recently where it was like, you know, kind of kind of echoing that sentiment where it's like Holtman is not this horrible, awful coach that nobody, you know, could ever play for and will never win anything. I, I don't think anybody thinks he's that. Right. Um, but uh, it's also going to be really hard to convince the fan, right, who is buying tickets and going to these games that that's the case. If you see a 15, you know, 14 out of 15, 15 out of 16 game, you know, losing streak. I mean, that's that that's the really the core of this problem is, you know, first of all, how much do you expect? And second of all, how long are you willing to wait? And I don't know. I mean, that's that's really going to be Ohio State's call. But as far as fans go, I I think they've already kind of made the decision that they're not going to buy a whole lot of tickets right now. Yeah, I mean, there's there's got to be a, a massive shift, I think, before you really get. Although I will say. You know, fans were uh, were were pretty great at that Illinois game. It, it came yeah, through. Yeah, that's true. Watching on television sounded pretty great. Uh, the shot is not, you know, the most conducive environment to to doing that. Uh, last two games of the regular season, you know, you've got the Maryland and Michigan State. Uh, you had had written some months ago, worst case scenario, they lose out. Apparently, they're not going to lose out because they did. Yep. Get, I'm an idiot. They, they I was wrong. One. I don't know one. Uh, you know, Maryland and, and Michigan state have already notched victories over the team this year, Michigan state emphatically. So yeah. with a 62 41, uh, drubbing here, just barely two weeks ago, Maryland earlier in the season won by about seven, I believe in college park. Mm-hmm. So yeah, seven, it was uh, interesting. You know, they get them at home and then have to travel to East Lansing. I certainly don't expect Michigan state to stub their toe uh in that one but you know ohio state was within striking distance of maryland uh on the road maybe at home feeling their oats coming off a win um over the weekend maybe maybe hey you know it'd be nice to be able to win two of your last three going into the tournament under the conference tournament we'll see uh tbt time will tell one interesting thing to come out of the discussion uh and this i don't think is a big surprise but when asked about his future at Ohio State, Chris Holtman said he was absolutely committed to being here. The quote was, I love it here. I can't imagine that he's loved fans the last couple months, uh, but after being floated around as a potential head coaching candidate at places like Notre Dame, most notably, uh, you know, I, I it sounds like there's definitely that understanding. I think it was uh, discussed earlier in the year between he and Gene Smith that he's going to be here for a little while. That extension certainly would support that as well. Yeah, I I mean, I don't know. It, the off season is going to be interesting for a lot of reasons. Um and I I think we're going to we'll see what how Ohio State and Gene Smith handles handles something like that. I it's I wanted to see at the end of last season, you know, a lot of changes and and in the approach and I don't see that. I haven't seen it. So, I don't know. I don't know how much faith I have um going forward but we're, we're we'll see we'll see we'll see we'll have to wait and see because that's the way I, I think that's just where we're at um as fans of this program be be honest uh you were silently praying that notre dame were was picking up the telephone i i mean you know like doug lamory said I, I think that would probably be best for the people involved but i also think that it's not i don't know it it, it feels morbid it feels weird either you make the decision or don't, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like it's, 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 that's, I think what bothers me is because it's like, if if you're going to show confidence in this guy, then show confidence, then then make a decision and show confidence. But I I think it's taking the easy way out and say, all right, well, we'll just, you know, hope that he just gets the hint and get like, I don't know. To me, you're giving a guy a butt ton of money, maybe give him more resources, maybe do a, you know, a Jim Harbaugh kind of thing where it's like, look, you know, you want to stick around or, you know, make significant changes, you know, in terms of your assistance, all that kind of stuff. Uh, maybe give up some control in some way. I don't know, 
but uh, it just seems kind of milk toast to go. Well, maybe he'll just, like I said, shuffle off <laughs> into the sunset. Like I don't, I don't know. I, I don't like that. I don't think it's a good look for Ohio State. And um, you know, Holman, despite the fact that this has been an incredibly disappointing season, and I think we've been disappointed in the tenure in general. Probably, if you're going to keep him around, let me put it this way: you're going to fire the dude, fire the dude. If you're not going to fire the guy, give him all the support that he needs, because otherwise, you're just going to get more of this kind of you're going to get more of the same, and you don't want that. So either go all in or be or get out. But either way, don't don't do it half assed Yeah, my expectation, of course, is that he will be here next season. Uh, yeah, yeah, the I, question I, I have is not my, my question. I guess is. In his mind, and we'll never know the answer to this question until it happens, but in my mind, if I'm Gene Smith, is is this a one more year? Is this a two more years? You know, is it some other number? Yeah, uh, I, I don't know how. I mean, I don't know. What are your what are your decision making, you know, criteria? Right. Uh, I mean, you can't have another year like this, obviously. Yeah, but, no kidding. No but kidding. if you see improvement, then and and frankly, like I, I don't I would not be shocked if you did uh next season. Um, then I don't know. I don't I, I think it's a different conversation. One thing is for sure, uh the teams not in the revenue category of sports at Ohio State. The non-rev sports, the Olympic sports, if you will, have been having yeah. tremendous success. Walk us around the oval, Johnny Ginner, and what you uh, what what you've been following. Your favorite teams uh, here going into the shank of the late winter months. <laughs> well, big up, big ups to Chase for putting this all together. I mean, he first of all, unsung hero. The dude does a ton of work. I mean, I know you guys are reading like the skull sessions and whatnot, but it's it's not. It's more than that. Uh, yeah. A lot of the non-rev stuff. I mean, he he takes care of a lot of the stuff. So swimming and diving, obviously, that that holds a uh, soft spot in my heart just because I was a swimmer for a very long time. Not a good swimmer, mind you, but one who enjoyed the sport quite a bit. And um, Ohio State's men's swimming and diving, they were second overall the Big Ten Championships. That's pretty freaking good, uh, especially if you consider there are some really good swimming programs in the Big Ten uh, historically and currently. So for them to do what they were able to do is is pretty awesome. Um, 1650 free. Uh, that's uh, that's an event where uh, Charlie Clark won that. That's an event where I don't know if anyone's you know, like tried to swim the equivalent of basically a mile in the pool for speed i have it's terrible it's one of the worst things i can possibly imagine someone trying to do it, it will and, not surprise you to learn i have not tried uh, <laughs> yeah not feat. not not fun i'm just gonna tell you so he, he wins the big 10 uh charlie clark wins the big 10 championship in that uh 14 41 75 that's okay how about this get in a pool swim i don't know Swim a hundred, a hundred, a hundred meters. Okay. Or yards, probably more likely, depending on where you're doing this, but up and back, up and back. Okay. Do that and try to get under a minute. You won't, but think about the energy you're expending trying and then do that 16 times <laughs> under a minute. It's, it is an incredibly difficult thing to do um it's insanity to do it at speed and it's just one of those things where i look at it like you know the tour de france where i'm like the people who do this you know professionally or at the highest level are just some of the greatest athletes on the planet so i love the fact that we've got a buckeye out there 100 free also buckeye uh ruslan gaza i don't know how to pronounce his last name gazayev i could be pronouncing that wrong uh 100 free and 4138 that's pretty great too um, but the distance swimming is what always gets me. So fencing, kicking butt as per usual, that's not surprising at all. Um, they won their second consecutive championships there and the, the, the central collegiate fencing conference, men and women's champions. That's not surprising. They've fencing has been incredible for a long time. Um, so that's pretty cool. They're going to, they're going to start working on the NCAAs here pretty soon. Not too bad. And then track and field. Um, you know, doing pretty good. Top five finishes for both women. Buckeye women were second in track and field indoors. Men were fifth. Uh, doing doing pretty awesome. And of course, synchronized swimming. I mean, it, it's it's synchronized swimming at Ohio State. Like you know all about that. They're gonna win everything that they ever do forever. So there you go. 
I love that we have a couple of teams like that. I was thinking fencing and, and synchronized swimming in particular, where you just know going in yeah. that it's, you know, they're, they're the Alabama of, of that BTW. sport or whatever, you know. Uh, second thing. Okay. Well, so I don't, I'm, I'm pretty sure that, uh, that she will not listen to this or hear this at all, but I do have a former student who is on the uh, women's rowing team. So shout out to the women's rowing team as they like continue training and going into to ma- duels and matches and all that good stuff. I'm sure they will dominate as well. Yeah, absolutely. This weekend also uh, men's wrestling. I say men's wrestling. We don't have a women's wrestling team comment yet. Maybe some cool if we did. It would be cool if we did. Uh, very cool thing at the Ohio High School uh, um, uh, tournaments this year. The first uh, ladies tournament. So that's very, very exciting as well. Uh, but the men's uh, wrestling team there. I said it again. The wrestling team will uh, be at the Big Ten Championships this weekend. So next week we'll have a recap of that. Pre-seeds were released. Ohio State has believe three top three pre-seeds uh, in the tournament. Sammy Sasso, top overall seed. Uh, Ethan Smith, Caleb Romero, I believe, uh, both top three seeds. Uh, Jesse Mendez, I think, as well at number one, at 133. Uh, quite a few that are top five to top ten seeds. And then just a couple of the guys are, are further down. Some of them haven't wrestled that many matches and whatnot. So Big Ten tournament, uh, excited to see what the wrestling team might do. Uh, Johnny, before we shift to talk about football, we've got a couple football items that we'll do after the break, but I want to, before we do that, go to our mutually, uh, accepted best segment of the program, ask us anything, which is of course brought to you by the dry goods store at 11 warriors.com hats, t-shirts, stickers, all things for the discerning sports fan. You can find online at drygoods.11warriors.com. I was rocking one of my favorite Classic Plays t-shirts the other day, and I'm reminded that of all the t-shirts in my drawer, they are by far the most comfortable shirts. And I got to say, too, some of these I've had for a minute now. Yeah. Uh, I've been I've been on staff for, for more than a couple of years, and so some of those shirts that I bought, I had a couple I bought even before I was on staff. Uh, 85 Yards is a good example. They just last forever. I wear the hell out of those things. Uh, yeah, now that you think about it, comfortable I've, and really well made. Yeah, I've got a, I've got a few too, and they, they have held together for a while. And I've, you know, some of them kind of beaten the hell out of right. Or yeah, just, absolutely. Been and do whatever. So yeah, they're. I mean, a lot of my, a lot of mine, I used to wear to the gym. Uh, you know, yeah. quite, quite frequently. So you know, sweating and stinking the things up, and yep, yeah, getting some good miles. So drygoods.11warriors.com. Buy early, buy often. What do we have in the mailbag this week, my man? So as a reminder, you can send us questions to dubcast at 11warriors.com. Let's start with our good friend, Alvin. He wants to know our favorite sneakers growing up as a kid. And I think we might have mentioned this, but I'm going to extend it. What is like your favorite when you were a kid? What was like the item of clothing that you had? Speaking of clothing that you were like completely and utterly attached to. Yeah, I mean, I would say like status symbol type clothing. But what uh, like a specific like yeah, a single so, piece so of clothing the, yes, where you were like it was it was my Charlotte Hornets starter jacket without yeah, question I just I, I wore that so my my I see it now it's so funny as kids my daughter has this stitch like from the movie Lilo and Stitch she is yeah Stitch's biggest fan uh, I guess so she just celebrated her her birthday and I I think every single birthday gift uh, had some tie to Stitch. Uh, she doesn't really talk about Lilo any, but uh, Stitch, Stitch is, is her spirit animal, as she puts it. Um, so she has this hoodie, this Stitch hoodie. I, I think she would wear it every single day and sleep in it if we would let her. Um, she, it doesn't need to be washed. Like you'd think she was a teenage boy because she just will wear and wear and wear and wear this thing. That was me with my starter jacket, the Charlotte Hornets one. Uh, that kind of black and purple. There were two different color combos, right? There was the lighter blue mm-hmm. uh, that I might have even had some white in it, but it was the lighter blue was the the more predominant color. Mine was the one where it was the black and the purple were the predominant colors. And it was like a hoodie because it had the the little front pocket that you could put your hands in. Uh, yeah, and then, course. but also had like a little flap, right? They had those pockets. Yeah. They were almost like little two, two deep pockets. The one that had a little flap, you could tuck some stuff in and then you could put your hands in like you were a quarterback or something with one of those little bum roll things. And it, uh, I, I love that jacket. That was, that was one of the greatest pieces that probably began. I have this, have had over the years, this love affair with outerwear. I don't know why mm. I tend to accumulate like Columbia jackets, like the, like ski type coats, 
Um, I have an inordinate amount of like North Face type vests. I probably have three of those like puffy North Face style vests in my closet right now. They're all black. I don't know why I have three of them. It's essentially the same <laughs> piece of clothing. Um, and 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 I kid you not, Johnny. I the other day we were at a store and we walked by. Uh, I'm trying to think. It might have been the Columbia Outlet. Even we went up to um, uh, Sunbury the outlets to get the girls some shoes and. I was like, oh, let's swing in here and going through. And we bought the kids some outerwear because it was on clearance. And I was like, oh, here's this vest. And my wife's like, don't you have that vest already? I'm like, oh, no, that's my North Face vest. Got to have the other vest. It's, it's the black puffy vest. She's like, got to have the vest. So anyway, I, I guess that starter jacket may have been the thing that like spawned my addiction to to jackets and vests and like outerwear. Uh, but shoes, you know, so the original question was about shoes. Um, I mean, Nikes that I think that was, and I never had air Jordans. I never did just, just stock Nike tennis shoes were, were what I wore. I went on a kick, uh, where I was really into Chuck Taylor's. My dad is a farmer through and through and wore still to this day, red wing work shoes. Mm -hmm. Uh, the only time I ever saw shoes wear like tennis shoes Uh, more recently in the last 20 years would be when we go to Las Vegas and he'll wear tennis shoes to walk the strip in Las Vegas. Um, but when we were kids, the, I only ever saw dad wear tennis shoes, like in the summer to play volleyball at like the family reunion or family summer cookout type things. He would put on a pair of white Chuck Taylors. Nice. Yeah. Greatest shoes ever. Right. Got it. Got, got most, most iconic, uh, shoes ever the classic Chuck Taylor. And I say iconic because yeah, we're still pumping out air Jordans, but look at all of the evolution and design of the Air Jordan over the years. The Chuck Taylor All-Star is the same damn shoe that it was in 19018 or whatever they designed that thing. That's iconic. And so uh dad had these white chucks. And so I went through a phase where it was like, if they're good enough for the old man, they're good enough for me. And I wore chucks as mine. But for the most part, it was just Nikes. What what, what you you a Nike guy, Reebok, Adidas? When I was a kid, I just like I well, first of all, to answer part of this question and, and just go along with what you said, I had a Cincinnati Bearcat starter jacket that was like my favorite thing in the world. Um but it, I also like, had so a, do do kids today, you know kids better than I do because you've you've been <laughs> around like no, I mean like you've had more recent experience with high schoolers and things as an educator yeah, sure. than I have. Do kids today have an equivalent of a starter jacket? Like, I feel like for our generation, that was a cultural touchstone. That if you said I starter so. jacket to somebody of a certain age, everybody either had one or yeah. coveted one. I think, I think it's a little bit different. I think it's less about like a signature item and more about like a style or a look. Yeah, that because I, I think the difference is now is that kids are they have more access to creating um, or better access or better knowledge, I guess, to create like a certain like style. Okay. Right. And, and there's more communication like online about what's cool and what isn't. It wasn't so just you'll see kids who are only. like, what? It wasn't just advertising. Like that was all, yeah, all, but all we had you know to receive those like, signals were ads. <laughs> well, right. But like, okay. So for right now, for example, there's like this huge revival in like nineties wear, right. Where everybody yep. kind of like one of the cool looks is uh, like a nineties, not really even like a grunge thing, but almost like a, like a, like some of those emo kids would wear or like the, uh, the rave kids where you've got the big baggy pants and you know, the, the, the big beanie that you wear on top of your head, it's almost pulled down over your eyes and kind of the baggy shirt. Like that's, that's an in look right now. Or that's not something that could coming back. Do you, you know, do you remember Jinko's? You know what? They don't, they don't know what I'm talking about when I say Jinko jeans, but that is essentially what it is where it's, it's not to that ridiculous extent. And obviously they're, they're stressed. So they look better and they're, they're not as uncomfortable to wear, but it's along the same ideas, right? Like the flared pants are coming back a little bit. So I I think it's more of the idea that they can create a style more easily than they used to, Mm -hmm. as opposed to just one hot item that everybody had to have like kids, for example, where, you know, they wear their Crocs all the time, which is hilarious to me that that's still a thing, but um and that kids are into it like i don't yeah, know yeah but i don't think it's like, like the, the i don't think it's like this massive into. item that that everybody has to have i just i mean our starter jackets were status symbols in a way right oh sure yeah like that, if I mean, you if you didn't have one yeah it was a big deal yeah it was 
and I don't think there's anything like that. I, I do think it's like, well, you've got to you got to replicate this look, or you're not hmm. cool. Like, I actually got a pair of Vans recently, um, and that's kind of a a big thing for kids now. The style of Vans that I got, but hmm. it's not, you know, it isn't a make or break thing or whatever. I mean, they're they're cool shoes, they're nice shoes. That's why I got them. It's nice but, that you got shoes to you know be hip with the kids. I, I respect. Yeah, that. you know, well, I did, I did. You know what though? I got them and. Most of the kids said, oh, those are pretty cool shoes. But uh, one kid yelled at me and told me that I uh, my shoes were mid. And I was like, oh. The, Your this, shoes were what? They were mid. That's the, that's the thing. That you don't mean? want to be mid. Middling, like average, oh. Oh. which is actually so, bad. So we you shifted be, from meh, like meh was a thing. That's right. You, and you know, we've mid. gone from med. Oh, no to sound. You don't want to okay. be mid, Andy. And I was I am, mid to, I am, in the I eyes of this out of touch so. with the hip and trendy i guess that's right so yeah i don't know i i had a pair of green adidas's which i loved and they so the the shoes themselves are green and then the adidas stripes are black and i probably wore those for two years straight when i should not have <laughs> warped my feet permanently but i love those freaking shoes um and then, yeah, that and the Bearcats starter jacket, that was... That was see, see, if you hadn't worn the shoes like that for so long, you might have been an even better swimmer. That's that's right. Uh, <laughs> I would have you, gone you from bad the growth to of big old slightly you know? better than bad. Um, all right, so this one's from Bryant. Now, uh, no, wait a minute, let me derail this question for a yeah, minute yeah, because yeah. I want to segue off of something from... So so this discussion about starter jackets and like cultural touchstones, uh, you, you got me thinking. Looking at the Super Bowl is an example. Mm-hmm. When we were talking about ratings of the Super Bowl here a few weeks ago, you know, the Super Bowl, NFL games in general, the most watched things on television. And yet the ratings pale in comparison to what they did a generation ago. And so if I go back, like when we were kids and the big TV shows that were on, let's say Cheers as an example, and the Cheers finale was the most watched thing in television history or whatever for, you know, 40 years or something crazy like that. Everybody watched it. Mm-hmm. When the last episode of MASH, everyone watched it. Now, granted, you had three or four TV channels, and that was it. And if the president was on, there was nothing on sort of thing. You don't have that today, but it, but it makes me wonder, like, are we losing that somewhat as a society, that idea that we have these shared moments around pop culture things? Because I think about, like, what were the big pop culture moments of the past 10 years? Okay, maybe it was Game of Thrones. Maybe it was... Uh, I, I mean, I'm even struggling to think of some of these other things like TV type shows. And you think about, I mean, Breaking Bad or The Wire that were big, like sort of like quote unquote cultural phenomena. But because they were on cable or because we have 500 channels now, like everybody has Netflix and five other streaming services, everyone isn't watching the same thing all the time, you know, at the same time like we were. Yeah. Are, are we losing that a bit as a, as a society? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. We're and, is, that. and is that good or bad? I don't know. I mean, it's 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 how we consume things. I kind of like that we have more to choose from there. There's a wider variety of things that people can kind of enjoy. Like if you didn't like, you know, if you didn't like Cheers and 100 other sitcoms like Cheers in the 80s, you're kind of screwed. Right. I, there, I mean, you did not like Cheers. No, I don't like Cheers, but oh my is, god, it was one of the greatest things ever. Yeah, it's it's not funny to me, but the thing is, is that like, really no, I, I yeah, it's you know what though, I will say, I I say I I've seen I don't know probably a dozen episodes of Cheers. There, however, there was one funny episode where um, <laughs> one uh, episode. Norm gets a job as like a quality control guy at a a, a like a a brewery. <laughs> <laughs> and he's drinking all day and then he uh-huh. comes back to the bar and he's like god i need a drink <laughs> like this is, <laughs> work's killing me and they're like haven't you been drinking all day he's like yeah but that's work that's work so that yeah. was funny <laughs> i enjoyed that i thought that was clever but in general i'm just like oh, it's okay i don't i don't know it feels very malaise it's you know what i'm saying like it's kind of like uh, okay that's funny it's we on went, we went back and binged the it's been a year or so ago now probably the first two two and a half seasons like we hadn't got to the point where kirstie alley was on the cast or yet or mm-hmm. he was still it was still coach and uh you know the original original cast yeah so anyway okay but, moving on to the second question sorry i just I, this thing about no, cultural, no it's fine no i i understand experiences kind of i do, I do like that there's more available people can kind of let their freak frag freak flags fly god say that five times fast um, or, or don't because it's probably going to come out bad 
Yeah, agreed. Um, but I yeah, I like that people have extra options. Uh, okay, so this one's from Bryant, who says, first of all, I asked you this past week, what would you give people the pass? And neither of us thought, hey, I have this wonderful game called football. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> they were throwing rocks at each other for entertainment yeah. back then. I don't know that football, they'd be like, Pfft football okay whatever like that, that fire, only fire from us. the guest steal fire from the gods or share yeah. football yeah that's break. they were no. they were playing around with the guillotine at that point they didn't you know, football wouldn't impress them that's right um all right so new question if you had to choose uh and uh if you had to choose and the other had to go away forever limes or lemons oh jeez. uh limes are gone limes are out Bye. Well, Goodbye, Lime. I mean, pro- yeah, probably. I mean, that's. I started to say no more margaritas. That's terrible. But, yeah, but in reality, like the lemon is like the Swiss Army knife. It um, really is. Oh, can of do so many things. Fruits. And it can do everything that the lime can. You know what I mean? Like, that's the thing. In a pinch. Like, I like lime. Don't get me wrong. But yeah. I'm just saying. If you, it's a Look, I can substitute lemon for lime. I can't substitute lime for lemon. Let me true. Yeah, out. you're not going to drink limeade or... Uh... Yeah, on exactly. a hot summer day or whatnot. Ugh. Yeah, no, I mean we were we made lemon pepper steak tips last night for supper. Mm. So you know, I mean, yeah, we use tasty. You use lemon in cooking. You use lemon, you know, as as a, a key component of a beverage. Scent wise, it's fantastic. Fantastic scent. Part That's of right. cleaners. It's great. Yeah, yep. lemon absolutely. forever. Yep. Good I eat lemons too. I'll just like chew on them, like. <laughs> yeah that's not quite my tempo but i know that's that's insanity but i'll do it um okay this one's from kevin guys do you even plan on watching the men's uh, basketball tournament now uh or show rather do you plan on watching the show like the reveal show i guess you sort oh, of have to I mean, thank god i don't i don't have to why I, I would say, i have I, to i don't yeah i think you're operating under a very faulty premise <laughs> i don't even think you're uh, writer well i mean the the thing is, like Dan Griffin, all these guys, like they're gonna watch it because they're they just they're, they're fanatics yes, sport they are. and they're, That's right. they're obsessive and they'll do it regardless. I'm not watching that crap. I, I can I'm almost gonna, guarantee you, I will not be watching break. the selection show. Yeah, no, I'm not watching that. I'm yeah, good. I can almost guarantee you, I will not be watching. Yeah, <laughs> forget that. Um, and, and not for nothing, I probably wouldn't be watching if Ohio State was expecting to be a top seed. I probably would not be watching. I would watch. You know what? If there were, if they were in it. You know, and and even if they were like a meet, like a middle seat or something like that, I would watch it because it's kind of fun. But they're not part of the dance. So I see. I just it. it's kind of fun. I, I mean, maybe I've just gotten soured because of the way we do like the football playoff bowl show and all this sort of thing. Like these things have all just turned into, you know, ways to create hours of content. Oh yeah, it's uh, definitely stretched out way too long. Yeah, I so I'm I'm kind of it's it's like I don't watch award shows anymore. You know, when I was a yeah. kid. Oh, I don't either. Again, back to back to shared cultural moments. Like right. when I was a kid, we watched every country music award show. We never really watched like the Grammys or those kind of things, but we watched the ACM and the CMAs. Why mm-hmm. there were two different country award shows, I still <laughs> don't have a good answer for. Um, but they had them. They still have them. I think. Uh, we 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 watched those. You know, so it's kind of like that. I don't watch that crap anymore because I don't need to, I get other stuff to waste my time on. And you know, that's, I wouldn't say I have better things to do. It's just different stuff to waste my time on back to your thing. That it's good that we have all of these choices and options. So yeah, I, yep. I'm not, I'm not into the reveal shows, not my tempo. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, it's, it's fun to see people get excited and teams get excited. On the other hand, when the, the show's five times longer than it needs to be and the, there's some, poor decisions on the selection committee's part you're like eh, i don't care anymore yeah just let um, me just let me print my brackets and i'll make my own bad choices yeah i agree with that by the way we you know one thing that was brought to my attention this week this is not necessarily a question but a friend of the program nick jervy and friend of 11 warriors nick jervy uh brought up something that he was involved in he kind of was talking to me about it and i was like oh this is if you're not interested in maybe maybe or i haven't heard of it rather maybe you can get interested in it um he was talking about the college football risk you just go to collegefootballrisk.com and play like against other uh like programs and stuff like that to kind of capture territory and i was thinking about this because i was like i <laughs> there hasn't been a whole lot to like root for with ohio state you know, like you know in the the marquee money-making sports and one of the things that he reminded me of was that um uh you know this is an easy way to like maybe went get something back for ohio state you know what i mean to like yeah 
gets <laughs> if you feel disappointed over the past few months maybe you can exact your revenge on other people on the internet and that's a pretty awesome idea so uh, apparently right now ohio state's getting outmanned by michigan i don't think that's acceptable so yeah, yeah i don't that, like that yeah so the college football risk uh is looks pretty cool i guess he was saying the game ends march 14th so get on that but yeah he brought that up to me and i was thinking like I really, I want to win. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, just give me a win. So I want. I mean, I have the mind that if Ohio State, uh, if, if Ohio State and Michigan are playing tiddlywinks, I, I want to win. You know, yeah, exactly. I, I don't, I don't care what it is. Right. Exactly. Um. By the way, okay. So this is from Peter in Seattle, and he uh wanted he, he titled this uh email grits. The, the the subject line is simply grits. And he says, no true Ohioan eats them gross. <laughs> Other than that, good show. Let me uh, let me disabuse you of, of <laughs> this particular. I had them for breakfast this morning. Oh, there you uh, go. I don't, and, you and know what? I don't tell hate you, grits. No, no, no. no. Here's, here's the thing you have to understand about grits. Like by themselves, you set me down a plate. So I, I went down to Grill and Skillet. That's my, my local haunt. And sat down and, and, uh, you know, it was not a day. Normally I would get hash browns. Today was not that day. And I, I, I wasn't that hungry. So grits were the play. If you just take the first pool, spoonful of grits without doctoring them in any way, yes, you're going to have a terrible eating experience. Yeah, well, just, we said it, that last week. That's, had, that's right. I, I just, but, but apparently this, but apparently this didn't get through. So I've got to, I mean, I can't stress this enough. It's like a baked potato. If you eat a dry baked potato, you're probably a sociopath, but if you put, <laughs> you know, half a stick of butter and a third or, or or half a cup of sour cream on that bad boy, maybe some shredded yeah. cheese and plenty of salt and pepper, it's, it's a next to godliness experience, culinarily speaking. Yeah. Grits are the same way. If you take grits just straight out of the pan and try to scarf them down, no, you might as well be eating liquid sandpaper. I grant you. But again, you put about three tablespoons of butter and half a shaker of salt in that thing. Honey, hush, sign me up. I'm okay. <laughs> this is good stuff. Can I, yet, let's do the cheesy grits thing. I'm oh, okay geez. with that too, because anything you mix cheese in, you know, you've automatically elevated that. I'm, no. I'm yeah, don't, don't be slandering grits here. Can I, can I say this though? If we're okay, if we look at the big three of, of mush, foods for breakfast oh right? can we just talk about mush like classic old school mush well that was fantastic let me, that's a side that we don't do i agree anymore. But, but i'm just talking about like mushy stuff let yeah, me let yeah, me yeah, yeah. let me just let me get through this thought real quick because i i do i do agree with you that you know uh, grits can be made good i'm not saying they can't but you've got grits you've got oatmeal you've got cream of wheat Right. Those are the big three, in my opinion, from most northerly to most southern, <laughs> I would say it's cream of wheat, then oatmeal, then grits. Right. Mm -hmm. Would I be right in saying that? Yeah, No, no, I'd say that's right. And and, okay. and, and, and ironically, like there there is next to nothing about me that is southern. I'm I'm a Midwestern boy through and through and through. Mm -hmm. And yet of those three things, like the thing I would knock off like if it was one of those one of these has got to go memes yeah. uh it'd be cream of wheat for me now my the stunning mrs vance she will just have a bowl of cream of wheat like you know tonight for bed if she's hungry for a it's snack she might i love cream of wheat yeah and it's just not my tempo i i don't yeah. know why um now oatmeal i yeah if i if i was going to pick if you were like would you rather have oatmeal or grits i'd have oatmeal but part of it depends on are you in a sweet or a savory mood because oatmeal there again is a wonderful vessel for things like brown sugar, <laughs> yeah. you know, brown sugar, cream, and some sort of dried fruit. Like that's the way God intended for you to eat oatmeal. Grits are a savory, not a sweet. I'm not putting brown sugar in my grits. I'm putting mm -hmm. butter and salt. So it kind of depends on what mood you're in, right? It's like, would you rather have pancakes or would you rather have an omelet? Well, you know, it depends. Right. Well, I just, I'm just saying as, you know, but you're on defend, team cream wheat. Yeah. If you had to, yeah, yeah, to defend my Northern pride, yeah, yeah, I'm just yeah. saying, yeah, you're good. I gotta, yeah. you know, I gotta have the cream of wheat and get it. You know, put a little I respect cream that. wheat with some salt. Mm -hmm. 
pretty good. Yeah, uh, yeah. And uh, cream of wheat feels like I, th- I feel like I've seen her go either sweet or savory with cream of wheat. That's what I love about cream of wheat. Like I think it tastes great with like you can put in like some raisins or whatever. Get put in a little sugar. It's still great. I, I saw but, one of these. Put a little salt. It's still great. One of these breakfast joints, you know, that's trying to be a little too, you know, modern, hip and trendy, hoity toity. Little too cute. Was doing like a savory oatmeal, and I, and I was like, no. Yeah, like, I don't know I, how that works. No, I you can't just shut it down. It's oatmeal. Yeah, I don't know about be, that. Yeah, it's a it's a sweet it's a vessel for sweet, not savory. I agree. All right, last one here. This is from Matt in Minneapolis. Uh, is LeBron James going to be the next head coach of men's basketball at Ohio State? <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, I'm only, here for it. Let only, me put it this way: if he wants, if he wants the job, Gene Smith will make that happen. Sorry, Holt, you gotta go. Like I yeah. agree, but only <laughs> this will only happen if they don't manage to change the rule in time to allow Bronny to play with him in the professional ranks. And if that doesn't work, then LeBron's going to be like, all right, well then Bronny, you go to Ohio <laughs> right. state, I'll be the coach and we'll do it that way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, that's not going to happen. Also not going to happen. <laughs> no, but um, yeah, no, the answer is absolutely not. That will Hilarious. Not ever happen. And even, you know, even in the event that LeBron ever retires, which I kind of hope he doesn't because he's still like one of the top, like five best players in the NBA and he's 38 freaking years old. Yeah. Um, Played all the wheels fall off. Hell, I don't care. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, man. I hope he keeps going until he's like 45 or something. I, I know like people that. love to hate on LeBron. I just can't muster it. I can't muster the hate. He's, t- he's t- been too damn good for too long. And the thing about LeBron that I, I really think people need to appreciate more is just, it's not that he's been so good for so long. It's the amount of minutes that he's played over the courses of his career I mean, this guy is averaging basically in a full game for his whole career, like every game, like 40 minutes. It's just it's insane the amount of uh, time that he's logged as a player on the Mm -hmm. court and and been as consistent as he has and, and, you know, been able to uh, to avoid major injuries. I mean, it's 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 pretty insane. So uh, big ups to him uh, for his incredible career and. I don't know. I'm I uh I would like to see him one day, you know, really contribute to Ohio State in a big way, but I don't see that happening. Yeah, soon. I don't either. I don't either. Yep. Yep. So that's ask us anything. Thank you for sending those in. Those are excellent, and uh we'll keep answering them. Good questions. We're gonna get this horse back in the barn, but before we do a couple of football related items, the the thing that pays the bills here in the capital city. You know, Johnny, you wrote last week that uh, there's some new rules uh proposed that might speed up the game clock in the college football game i think some of us got you know real excited that hey these games are too damn long Uh, let's adopt some of these nfl type rules to shorten the game clock clock uh rules and then you came along it's not gonna matter it's 10 minutes it's 10 minutes i don't care the bubble yeah it's 10 minutes and and that's and I really got to give, you know, shout out here to Ross Dellinger for really, I mean, I, I was bit kind of just riffing off of his article, but it, it's 10 minutes, it's 10 extra minutes. And the thing is, is like people in the comments uh, clearly didn't read Ross's article because they were saying, oh, well, it's, it's the amount of commercials. It's actually not televised games versus untelevised games. It's a two minute difference, right? That's, that's what it averages. really Yes. And the reason is, is because there's still an ungodly amount of pauses and stops in the game of football, regardless. So unless you have a running clock, right, like soccer or for hockey, for the most part, or something like that, it it doesn't matter. Like there's a I linked another article um, from 538.com. And uh, really, unless you're unless it's a sport with a semi running clock or a running clock, it doesn't matter because the breaks are essentially built into the action. And the problem with football is that it's, it's kind of necessitated by how you play the sport, right? The downs, you know, switching sides all the time, kickoffs, all of this stuff stops action. You're not going to get a two and a half hour football game. You're just not, Mm -hmm. it's not happening. It doesn't matter what kind of changes you make unless you really, really, really go for the gusto. And like I said, have a running clock um, because otherwise it's, it is what it is. So I don't know. It's, I want to see faster games. I think it's crazy that you've got games creeping up into almost, you know, (laughs) three and three quarters of an hour, four hours games. That's, that's, that's stupid. Yeah, We we can't be taking, we can't be taking four hours to play a 60 minute game. Yeah, that's dumb, but uh, it's not, 
it, it's just it's not going to change significantly. And whatever changes are made, I think some people did correctly say that you know it'll just be used as an excuse to put in more more yes. commercials. The time slots will not change, right? Yeah. It's it's just how many commercials they can play. CFBs are going to be noon, three thirty, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, that's not changing. The other football item that I I noted uh, over the weekend was uh, the <laughs> friend of the program, Jim Harbaugh saying over the weekend after yet another offseason of his flirtation with the National Football League that he wants to be at Michigan as long as Michigan wants him to be there. All right. Give me more money. Pay me my, back. My immediate reaction was, I don't believe you. <laughs> yeah, it, that's that's him saying, give me more money or I'm going to yeah. keep doing this every offseason. Yeah, so that's right. That's right. Which, I, you know, honestly, prior to the past couple of seasons, that would have been insane. But you know what? Go get yours, Jimmy. Like, I think. I think he has every right to say that at this I, point. He does. Now. And and I, I gotta give him props for how he handled the the kind of contract renegotiation situation. You know, it's kind of like mm-hmm. it's kind of like one of the things that people always talk about when they're and, and the debate's long been settled on is Tom Brady the greatest of all time. Uh, but you know, what people would point to and say, well, you know, times that a uh, guy like that or insert quarterback here take less money to make sure that they had players around them that could put them in position to win a championship and yada, yada, yada. Here's a perfect example. Harbaugh, you know, took the pay cut, took the the, the reduction, and and it worked, you know, and he made him pay him. He made him mm-hmm. pay him. I, I got I to gotta say I have nothing but respect for uh, for that as much as I think he is a – weird psychopath kind of dude i respect the way he handled that situation and what they've accomplished so yeah Yeah, go go, go out and get yours but i think he will flirt with the nfl every single offseason. oh yeah 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 Uh, and 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 what's interesting to me is the idea that you know the only reason he's not back in the nfl is because nobody wants to work with him yeah that's basically Uh, it i mean it's he's I don't know. I mean, there's been maybe like three or four of these interviews at this point where he's he's kind of like waltzed into the front office and, you know, slapped down his bank account number and said, all right, I start on Monday. And they're like, well, <laughs> we actually want to go. We actually do want to go through the vetting process, Jim. We do want to interview you. And he's like, what? And then wah, you know, wah, wah. Yeah, and then and it storms out and then says, well, call me on Monday or something. <laughs> Doesn't end up working uh, out. Um, God bless but, you, Jim. Yeah, you know, good for him. <laughs> whatever. It's fine. He's beaten Ohio State two years in a row. He can do whatever he wants. Stay crazy, Jim. Stay crazy. Yeah. All right, friends. It's been a good show. Thanks for the excellent questions and ask us anything. Keep sending those in. However you send in your questions, you can find us on the social media channels, via email, on the website, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We'll have a whole batch of things related to shooty hoops, the football offseason continuing unabated we'll recap the big 10 wrestling tournament and other non-rev accolades to dish about all that next week until then i'm andy i'm johnny this is the 11 dub case.